just had to show you how. Yeah, you had to do, excuse me, what now? I had to show you how to fix it, you know. Like like the big manly man that you are? That's what us men folk do. We have to show you women folk how to fix stuff when it's messed up. Mm-hmm. You want to tell the rest of the podcast that? Everybody knows that. Mm-hmm. I think you're getting a little too big for your britches over there. I'm going to have to shorten your britches or lengthen your... I don't know. I don't know. Hey, these bridges are just fine because they're the ones you told me I could wear today, okay? <laughs> You've reached the chaise lounge. Thank you for joining us for another week. I'm sorry that we were off last week. We fully intended to record a podcast last week and we just fucking got busy and just didn't get it done. I can't even remember what all we did last weekend. I just know that our, our weekend was like, we just didn't do anything toward the podcast. Like stuff kept coming up and we kept putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and putting it off and, it off and then, then it was too late to do it. Yeah, I mean, I don't remember... Baseball games. We were watching baseball games oh, all day Saturday. Right. Yeah. And we watched football games all day Sunday. Yeah. So that that's just that's just sheer laziness. Speaking of baseball in the playoffs, of course, you know, we now know that Atlanta was beat out by the Phillies. Atlanta didn't play worth a shit during their series against the Phillies. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Diamondbacks beat the crap out of the Dodgers. Um... Uh, the, let's see, what the Rangers beat out the Orioles? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they swept the Orioles. And then the Astros beat the Twins. And what's crazy is, like, you had the two teams of uh, the Orioles mm-hmm. and the Braves that were in the playoffs. Two teams that both won over 100 games this season and are out right. in the first round. Done. And I saw something neat. It was talking about the uh, Boston Red Sox, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so the postseason starts in October. Right. right? The season ends in October, and then the postseason starts, right? Right. The division that the Boston Red Sox are in, they're in the American League East. Okay. Okay? They didn't make the playoffs. Okay? So the Red Sox did not make the playoffs. They did not make the playoffs. But, it's a little interesting fact. They were, this entire season, mm-hmm. they were the last team from the American League East to win a game in October. They were the last team in the AL, in the AL East, East to win a game in October. But hmm. they didn't make the playoffs. Hmm. Because the teams that made it that were in the AL East lost. So they all sucked. They all. Well, that's where the Orioles were, too. Well, um, while we're talking about um, stuff that has never happened before or stuff that's interesting with baseball, um, Clayton Kershaw. Oh. Clayton Kershaw is the only pitcher in postseason history to allow five hits and five runs before recording an out in the first inning of the postseason. I mean, he got lit the fuck up in that game. Diamondbacks got hot at the right time. Yeah. And Clayton Kershaw, they pulled him after one inning because he no, was actually, just... actually, technically after zero innings. Well, they after his half of the inning, they pulled him. No. 
he didn't even get an out before they pulled him. Oh, yeah, you're right. So if you think about it, his ERA for that game was infinity. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's horrible. How do you I mean, even you, calculate that ERA for that game? Like, how do you... Well, it's just, for, for that game, it's like there's no number for it because it's infinity. All it'll do is just go, it'll just get added into your... How do you add an infinity? You, you, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> I'm very excited about this. Well, okay, okay, let's say the guy's pitched in the... Uh, so, like, you're even looking at just his playoff career. Mm-hmm. All right? Say, so in his playoff career, he's pitched 100 innings and given up 10 earned runs. Okay. Right? So, now... It's like he gave up, he pitched 100 innings, still, because that didn't change. Mm -hmm. But now he's given up 16 runs. I don't understand the math on earned run average. Okay, what that is, that's saying that how many earned runs a pitcher allows on average per nine-inning game. Mm -hmm. Okay, so if you give up an earned run in one inning, mm-hmm. right? At that point, at the end of that inning, your ERA for that current game is now nine. Because you have the potential to give up. Says so you're on pace to give up one run every inning. Okay. So your ERA is nine. Okay. So you go past the second inning, and you don't give up any runs. Well, now your ERA is dropped in half. So it's a four point five. Yes. Okay. Because that's saying you're only going to still give up one run in every two innings. Okay. See what I'm saying? Yeah. So th- that part I understand. I just don't understand how his ERA for 100, for 100 innings would be a 16 if it's an infinity. No, because I didn't say for 100 innings. I said, say he's already pitched 100 innings. Mm-hmm. Right? Well, let's do something better. Say, let's just drop it down, make it easier. Okay, say he's pitched nine innings. Okay. Right? And he gave up nine runs. Mm Mm-hmm. So his ERA is nine for his postseason career. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? So now he still has, let's say say he he pitched one complete game, right? Or Mm -hmm. he threw however many games, doesn't matter. So now he's pitched to more batters, but he don't get a credit for a third of an inning, two-thirds of an inning, or a full inning Mm -hmm. because he didn't record an out. So instead of his ERA being nine because he pitched nine innings and gave up nine earned runs, they add all that stuff up. All right, so how many innings has he pitched? Well, he didn't record an out, so his innings pitched is plus zero. He didn't pit. He didn't get credit for any innings pitched because he didn't get an out. Mm-hmm. So he's pitched nine innings. All right. Well, how many runs has he given up? Well, before he had nine, this game he gave up six before he got an out. Mm-hmm. So now he's given up sixteen run or fifteen runs mm-hmm. in nine innings. So his ERA would be fifteen. Which is a really shitty ERA. 
You do not want us anything in the threes is respect is respectable. Yours was like in the threes, depending on when you're talking about. Uh, in college, my freshman and sophomore year, I was in the threes. Mm-hmm. Uh, my junior year, I think I was in the high threes, maybe low fours because my arm was screwed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, my senior year in college, my ERA was like a, I think it was like maybe a 1.9. Mm-hmm. Now, my best was my senior year in high school. Mm-hmm. My ERA was under a 1. It was like point point four seven, I think. Okay. I just didn't give up any earned runs. Well, not to change the subject, but to slightly change the subject, what about that pitcher that had never pitched at all before like two years ago that you were telling me yeah I can't even remember what team that was who he was playing for but he was only like 20 years old do you remember his name no Uh, you could probably look at youngest pitcher in postseason but he was basically an outfielder or an I don't know what position he played Julio Urias? No, it wasn't a Hispanic guy. It was a white dude. He uh, went in to pitch for like some mop-up innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, his first time to throw off a mound was in 2020. That was his first time in his life to throw off a mound. And then 2023, and this kid's in the playoffs. So, yeah. Let's see, youngest MLB pitcher. So this guy, Anthony Robert Gauss, Gauss, debut. Is that him? It can't be him because this guy, this guy transitioned from center fielder to pitcher in 2016. So that can't be the guy you're talking about. No, but I think that's that's a, a really cool story. Like he had never he had never pitched before, and then they pull him out of the outfield and they're like, "Here, try this," and he ends up like he's throwing like a hundred miles an hour off the mound. Well, let's see, two um, youngest MLB. Let's see. 20-year-old pitcher. That's got to be this guy, Anthony Gauss. Former outfielder hits 100 miles an hour in pitching debut. So I didn't know if it was him or this... There was an A.J. Smith Shaver. Baseball player for the Atlanta Braves. Made his debut in 2023. Let's see. This guy, he's played for the Phillies, the Blue Jays, Phillies and the Blue Jays. No, it was this guy because he, they were, I remember them talking about he was from Texas. Okay. So it's A.J. Smith Shaver. A.J. Smith Shaver. S-H-A-W-V-E-R. He went in to pitch for Atlanta. 
Okay. That's awesome. I love hearing stories like that when, when people are just like, they're doing something and then they pull them in and they have them do something else and they're just really freaking good at it. Yeah. I'm looking at a picture of him. That was him. Okay. Yep. All right. Good deal. Okay. So now we know who it is. Yep. 20 year old. <laughs> Sorry for all that dead air. Right. We should have looked this shit up earlier. <laughs> That's terrible. Uh, but this is this has been like... I've seen some things this season of baseball that I've never seen before, which is not saying a lot. I mean, that, that bar is literally on the floor for me because I haven't watched a lot. But there's things in this season that's never happened before. Well, like, and I know you've seen this before. We were This is before the postseason. This is just the regular season. But there were some games that were not going great, and so the guys were saving their pitching staff for the next game, mm-hmm. and they just pulled in the outfielders to just – you know, some like, random person. Like like some of these pitches were like 37, 42, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I think one of the announcers was like, I think 37 is as low as the radar gun goes. <laughs> yeah. I remember him saying, I didn't know the radar gun would pick up anything that slow. Because, <laughs> see, that was kind of like we had a guy that used to pitch in college, and he, he didn't throw hard at all. Yeah. And uh, he'd rear back and grunt, see how hard he could throw sometimes. <laughs> never forget he looked over coach how fast was that one he said well you still wouldn't get pulled over for a speed and take it on interstate <laughs> <laughs> yeah but just stuff that's never happened before take ronald acuna first player in mlb history to hit 40 home run hit at least 40 home runs and hit and still over 70 bases in a single season mm-hmm. never been done before mm-hmm. okay and of course, he gets into the playoffs and he can't do shit. But he still acts like he's hot shit. Yeah. So I lost all respect for him. But then you have, uh, I can't think of his first name, but his last name is, I think it's Castellanos for the Phillies. Mm-hmm. First person in MLB history. Now, I don't know if it meant the, just a postseason or just history altogether, but was the first person to have. Back to back, multi home multi home run games. Yeah, two games in a row he hit two home runs. Yeah, that's and that's never been like done. That's before. never been done before. I don't. Think, I know it's never been done in postseason, and I don't think it's ever been done in the regular season. And, then, and he plays for the Phillies. Phillies. Well, the Phillies got fucking hot yeah. in the postseason. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They didn't sweep the Braves, but they Maybe came pretty damn yeah. close. Well, they got lucky. Yeah, the Braves the got lucky that one game. I'm interested I, to see how this this series goes with them and the uh, Diamondbacks. Mm-hmm. Because the Diamondbacks have gotten hot too. They've gotten hot at the right time, and you get that's on the National League side. And then you've got and on the, the American, American League, League side. side it's yeah. all Texas. It's Rangers and the Astros, man. So you know, like their travel days is nothing. Yeah, just <laughs> down know? the road. If they if they take a flight, it's almost like a 20 minute flight. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> It's like, okay, we're taking off. Okay, seatbelts on, please, we're landing. <laughs> but what, what's so cool to me is that no matter what, Texas is going to the World Series. Yep. No matter what. No matter what, Texas has a team going There's, to the World Series. And that's just, I, I personally, I don't know, but I think it's going to be the Astros. I think it's going to be the Astros. They're just, they're just, hot and cocky right now well something happens to them when they get in the playoffs you know they they, they tend to crank it up a little bit but uh, except the, for fucking verlander and uh, yeah, well, uh he just can't pitch in a, in a world series verlander can't pitch 
In the World Series. In the World Series. And um, who, uh, um, um, Jordan Alvarez can't fucking hit for shit. He had one bad series <laughs> that entire postseason. And I watched it. And, and that's that is, the one you had to watch. Yeah. And since then, they're like, okay, Mr. Alvarez, your weakest spot, which is usually what all left-handers' weakest spot are, is hitting off other left-handers. Mm-hmm. But, sir, yours is atrocious. <laughs> Absolutely atrocious. So that's what he focused on. And then, like I was telling you the other day, you take this pat, this current season, mm-hmm. and like you always talk about how baseball just keeps up with all kinds of stats. Oh my God! Right. And honestly, I think but, the reason that they're doing it is because the games just take so damn long <laughs> that they're just like, oh, I could I could track this. <laughs> yeah. But as far as a left-handed hitters go, because I mean that, that's not a, a a crazy stat because. You're you're gonna that's that's like a main stat you look at on every hitter. How well do they hit off righties? How good do they hit off lefties? Because you have some left-handed hitters hit better off left-handers than they do right-handed pitching. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're playing the you're playing the averages on mm-hmm. everything. But he turned his shit around, and at that point at this season, as a left-handed hitter hitting off left-handed pitching, there's only been one player with a higher batting average off of lefties as a lefty than Jordan Alvarez. And that was fucking Barry Bonds in the the year that nobody could get him out. <laughs> and it was bad. The third ranked person I can't I'm drawing a complete blank blank right now. But it's the other guy that also plays for the Astros, the left hander. Is it a uh, Kyle Tucker? Is that his name, I believe? Um, let me see. Um, uh, who has the third most? That baby, honey. I don't need you to do all that. Look, just go. I can do oh, it this I way. I, I can do MLB scores. Brantley. Astros. No, not Brantley. God no. Astros. Yes, Kyle Tucker. Okay, Kyle Tucker. I just had to look up his name. <clears throat> well, I just look. I have liked Justin Verlander for a while. He just, I'm sorry, he tweaks my buttons. Right. I, I, I think he's hot, and I like watching him pitch. But if my only experience with Justin Verlander was watching the postseason or the World Series, I would think he's the suckiest pitcher ever. fucking ever. <laughs> well, see, and, and you just think about a different way you watch people like that. That's like uh, back... In the days that I became the Braves fan, if you watched the regular season, mm-hmm. you'd be like, oh, man, Chipper Jones and this guy and this guy, boy, they're the studs, right? But if you only watched them during the postseason... They couldn't hit for shit? No, no, they could hit. But you would think Mark Lemke was the best player that ever played that game. Because he caught, caught fire in the postseason. Every year. And I think that's why I kind of like Altuve, too, because he was just a little short second baseman. Mm-hmm. During the season, he might hit 260, 265, 270, maybe. Postseason? 400. It's like people just couldn't <laughs> get the little fucker out. 
All of a sudden, he, he, he's hitting home runs. He's, he's hitting all kinds of shit. Well, what, talk, talking about uh, Altuve, uh, apparently, because the Astros are, have gone to the playoffs and are doing so well in the playoffs and everything, they're cheating again. Of course. You know, everybody's going to say they're cheating again. And they were really uh, laying, it, laying it hard on Altuve because he was swinging at the first pitch and hitting it. And apparently he had some kind of earpiece that was telling him what to do, you know, because it was all cheating. And I was like, no, you just, if you've watched more than three Astros games, he swings at the first, first pitch, pitch every fucking time. every damn time. To the point where we watched the, the game uh, a couple nights ago, and he didn't swing at the first pitch, and we were both shocked. Even the announcers were like, whoa, he didn't swing. Yeah, like he swings at the first pitch every damn time. But see, time. But even in the year that they were cheating... That that postseason, mm-hmm. even the players and some of the coaches that were involved in all this, every single one of them have admitted that they did it, admitted they used it, mm-hmm. but also every single one of them says Altuve told them, Mm-mm, "Yeah, I don't want to know." Yeah, Altuve was not caught up in the cheating scandal. He he didn't want he anything refused, to do with he said, it, I didn't. and it's not because he just. It probably would have messed him up. Probably would have messed him up. Because he he just he he Cause swings get, for you everything. Get over geared. Cause like like I was telling you like that one game in high school that I was pitching where I struck out everybody, like the first sixteen guys I faced. Mm-hmm. After the third one, I was on the mound and I told my catcher, I said, Nah, Dave, don't call no signals here. Cause you know, like when you're warming up you have hand signals that you do to your catcher. Mm-hmm. Let him know what pitch you're gonna throw while you're warming up. You know, if you did your hand like glove down and just like like a sweeping like motion. a sweep right at him, that's a that's a fastball. Uh, if you swept it left or right, that means you're going to throw a slider or mm-hmm. something like that. If you like kind of rolled your wrist over, like you're standing there and you're about ready to catch a fly ball, it's a pop up like mm-hmm. that. That means you're throwing a curveball. Uh, if I want to throw my change up, I just like point my glove right at him mm-hmm. and pull it back to me. That was signal for change up, and that's what I would do when I'm warming up. And in that game, I just, I was like, I just looked at him and went, no. And did the sweep. Did the sweep. Like, hey, this this is all I'm throwing. (laughs) (laughs) I'm throwing nothing else but this. Until they prove to me that they can hit it, I'm not. Because everything, everything they were swinging on was late. Mm -hmm. So if I threw a changeup or a breaking ball. They might have a chance to connect with that since it was an off-speed It's going to speed their bat up, basically. Yeah. Right? So if they can't make the decision quick enough to swing or not and to make them swing late on this pitch I'm not going to throw them anything else yeah well why you know like there was one hitter that couldn't hit you know Pedro Serrano couldn't hit couldn't hit curveball I would not throw this dude a slider I mean I wouldn't throw him a fastball to save my life if I walked him I walked him but I'd just throw him slider change it slider change it change it slider slider slider, slider whatever and now, every now and then I did strike him out with a fastball mm-hmm. just because after him batting off of me like six or seven times in the few years that we played against him, he never saw one from me mm-hmm. and just completely caught him off guard. Right, because he know? was expecting Because he knew I wasn't going to throw him one. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just like – and uh, it was funny because that was one year that he – after that he actually got on my summer league team. And he was like – 
like, hey, at least I got the hit off your ass this year. <laughs> but he's the one that played for that team that I did all the strikeouts with. Mm-hmm. That I saw him. Uh, we, I can't remember where I saw him at, but he was like, dude, I don't even want to tell you this. He said, but you know that we're playing against y'all next week. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, for the past week, our batting practice has been revolved around you. <laughs> I was like, what? He that said, should make you feel good. He said, our coach put the pitching machine in front of the mound, cranked it up as damn near as high as he could get it to go. <laughs> he said, and that's how we've been taking batting practice all week. Holy shit. <laughs> that should make you feel good. It was all because of you. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, <laughs> like thank you, Mr. Perry." <laughs> I well, liked him. He was, good, he was a good guy. This this has been this has been kind of a weird postseason. This has been there, there's been teams that we didn't expect to get hot that got hot. There's been teams that we expected to do a lot better that just like the Braves. The Braves should have done better well, against. At least the they won one game. The Orioles was a hundred game winner, and they didn't win a single one. Yeah, that's true. They got swept. But like, I have a, you know, I have friends that live in Philadelphia that I play with online, other than cardboard, and uh, huge Phillies fans. And I told him, I said, I think what hurt the Braves so much is that they made they made it into the playoffs too early. Yeah. They won their division too early. And they had time to rest, and they had time to Well, it's not that they had time to rest. Kind of get complacent. It's that you, your mindset changes when the games don't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, you still want to do good because that's going to affect your pay later on. Uh-huh. <laughs> but you're not, you're not giving that little bit of extra. Mm-hmm. And then you, because you had the teams like a Phillies now, they were scratching and clawing this, that whole time. They just barely well, they made were, it in. They were wild card, weren't they? Yeah, they had the wild card. They won the wild card game, went on to Atlanta, and then they were just still in that mindset of go, go, go. We've got to go, and the Braves just could catch up. Mm-hmm. And then you know, it's like I told you, I, I, I've been a Braves fan for a long time. Mm-hmm. After watching more of their games, especially this postseason. I am not a fan of this Braves team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've said that. You know, Acuna. Okay, like one of the games that they were, they'd already, they lost the first game, won the second game. Game three, they were getting their asses handed to them. And Acuna happens to get on base, and he's still second. <clears throat> and he does his little. Celebration, motorcycle revving it up thing. And I'm like, this is the seventh inning. You're losing like eight to two. And you're celebrating a a stolen base. Mm. It's like you need to get your priorities straight, buddy. No. And then I saw one of the scenes during the innings later on that game even. He's in there laughing, joking, having a good time, playing around. I'm like, this was in game four. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you're losing right now. You lose this game. Your season's 
done. You're not taking it seriously. Mm-hmm. And I know, like, as a player myself, if I saw that shit in the dugout that I was in, you shut that shit down. Yeah. You shut it down quick. And nobody did. So that made me lose respect for some of those other guys as well. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Braves fan, yes. This team, no. Well, um, not to change the subject, but to change the subject a little bit. <clears throat> How about them Cowboys? Oh. <laughs> they're they're what? Uh, are they two and two or are they three and two? I think they're three and two. Three and two. Not a horrible record. Honestly, not a horrible record at all. But they lost – one of their losses was to the Cardinals, which they should not have lost that game. And honestly, I think the only reason they did is because they had three offensive linemen that no were route. out. Yeah. So, really, they, they kind of were trying to play from behind on that game. Stop. So, losing to the Cardinals, okay. I get it. You got some players down, yada, yada. They came back. They won the next game. Then they were against – was it the Eagles? Nope, the no, 49ers. the 40, uh, 49ers. And going into that game, what did I tell you? I said, they're going to lose this game. I said, because they're finally playing a big boy team. Mm-hmm. And what happened? They fucking 42 lo- to 10. They 42 got fucking strummed. Dak got sacked twice, and he threw three interceptions in that game. Which, to his credit, they weren't interceptions so much as the 49ers just had a person in the right place to catch the ball as he threw it to the other to the other cowboy. I mean, he he was trying. Yeah. And they were just all over him. And and, and it, watching Facebook, watching Discord, watching these places where I hang out online, it cracks me up because as many Cowboys fans as there are out there Disappointed that their team lost. Like like me, I'm a Cowboys fan. Disappointed that the team lost. There are just as many non-Cowboys fans out there who are not celebrating the win that the 49ers got. They're celebrating the, the loss. loss that the Cowboys got. And they are just so violently against the Cowboys. Well, like I said, there's no in-between. You're there either really a fan or you hate them. Yeah. And, and you hate them to the point that if they go up against your team and lose, you're more excited about the fact that they lost than you are about the fact that your team, team won. won. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, after that first couple of games, they're like, oh, this is the team. Like, even the announcers. Like yeah. The ESPN people are talking about them. Well, hell, they rolled over. Singing the, the praises of Micah Parsons and how, how much of a stud he is. And, and he's good. He was he's real Again, good. San Francisco, they had one guy lined up, a certain guy that lined up against Michael Parsons all night. And he couldn't get past him. And he he kept Michael Parsons in a fucking box. Yeah. He couldn't do shit with this dude. But but in the four games leading up to the 49ers, nobody could nobody stop could stop Par- Michael Parsons. Yeah. He he was the one thing on the team that was working. Yeah. Even even during their losses. But he he's one of those guys I think will come back and have a good game on Monday mm-hmm. night. I think he will, Because he too. gets pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, they, they've got, what did I say? They've got the three Ps on, on, the, on the Cowboys. They've got Parsons, Prescott, and, and Pollard. Pollard. 
And that's their little dream team right there. Yeah. If they can connect with those three players, they get touchdowns over and over and over again. And then they've got that little that little five foot seven yeah. motherfucker that gets out there and just like whips through the entire crowd. Yeah. Nobody can What's touch his it. Name? I can't think of his name. I know he's their he's their uh, kick and kick and punt returner. Starts with a T, I think. But yeah, he's he's a pretty short little dude. Now he may not be that short, but being up there and compared Deuce Vaughn. No. No. He's five five. Yeah, but that's not the guy's name. Who did you look? What did you search for? Uh, five seven Dallas Cowboys. Just player. look up Dallas Cowboys kick returner. Turpin. Turpin. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, they can't stop Vaughn and they can't stop Turpin <laughs> because he's they're so tiny. They look like toddlers out on the field next to these big guys. I don't know how they're not terrified to play. <laughs> I mean, like that's one of those guys you see, you'd see walking down the road, and like wearing, you'd see Turpin walking down the road somewhere wearing a Turpin jersey, and if you didn't know anything about the team or whatever, you'd be like, "Dude, ain't you a little too small to be wearing that jersey?" <laughs> oh, I play for the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, and yeah, shut you up. Did. Yeah, you did, sweetie. It's okay. <laughs> whatever. You're not even tall enough to get up on the benches to ride the bench. But. The fact that they have a player that's 5'5", that's doing so well, and a player that's 5'7", that's doing so well, makes me think that the next thing is going to be female players. Because why not? Yeah. There's six-foot-tall female players that they could get out there and kick some ass. I know there's, there's what, what, one in D1 football this, this year? Uh, yeah, and she's not a kicker either. <laughs> like normally, when the when when the girls play uh, football, they always stick them in the kicker position. But this girl is—I don't think she's an offensive lineman. I think she's a running back. Oh, I don't know. I have no idea what position she plays. But she, uh, but she, she's like on the the team. Like she is out there taking tackles, and you know that. And the only the only thing that I would be worried about is that if if you had a girl on one of the teams, the guys would play one of two ways. Mm-hmm. They would either treat her with kid gloves and not want to mess with her, which, I mean, come on, you know, but they, they would like be super easy around her and not want to sack her and not want to do anything else, or they would try to murder her because girls don't belong on the field. Yeah. It would be one of two things. But and you don't want to be the one that hits her and injures her either. Yeah. Everybody do, seriously, come on, really? Yeah. You know? Oh, speaking of injury, <coughs> excuse me. Was it the was it the Cowboys game last week where that guy threw a punch in the end zone? I can't even remember which one it was. Um, oh, I I've watched so it. damn many games; it's not even funny. But uh, the the guys were like tying into each other. But the penalty was like it was like a, a major personal foul because the guy actually threw a right hook um, at the other player and like clocked him across the the face mask. I don't think that was a game we were watching. I think that was on like a uh, like a highlight thing. It may have been, but either way, I was like, "Holy shit!" I mean, if I guess if you're going to get a personal foul on somebody, you might as well make it count. <laughs> get, get your money's worth. <laughs> we were watching. A, um, going back to baseball, we were watching a what game was it? We were watching the other uh, the other night that uh, 
the umpire couldn't freaking make calls for shit. And it wasn't even Angel Hernandez who was making the calls. Oh, it was that game four with Atlanta and uh, Phillies. But he he was not messing up in one direction. He was messing up on both teams. Yeah, like constant pitches that you could see were inside, outside. He's calling strikes. And then you had some that will hit the strike zone barely, but enough to be a strike. And he wouldn't call it. So mm-hmm. everybody was just like, what the fuck is this dude doing? Like, even the players were he's like... channeling I'm... his inner Angel Hernandez. <laughs> what cracks me up so much about Angel Hernandez is that he's got two court judgments against him that prove that he's a bad umpire. <laughs> yeah. Because they're trying to get him to where they can fire him. But because of the union, they can't. Oh. Well, he's got two court judgments against him. And the whole the, the, the findings of the court were, you were terrible at your job. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to get to where they can fire him because they don't want to pay him to do a job anymore that he can't fucking do. That is so terrible. He, went to, he didn't get a promotion. And he went to court to sue over not getting the promotion. And they're like, no, you clearly didn't deserve this promotion. <laughs> <laughs> you suck at your job. We're not paying you to do a promotion, you know. <laughs> Um. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um. Loki was really good. We need to watch another one of those. We've got it. We got another episode that we're probably going to watch <coughs> tomorrow. Uh, this is the second episode of the season. My favorite part of that whole episode. Not to give any spoilers. If you haven't seen it, you might want to skip ahead thirty or forty seconds. But my favorite part of the first episode of Loki was when they were downstairs talking to uh, DB or o- OB talking to OB. Uh, Ouroboros is is his name. Um, but they were talking to him, and Loki kept flipping between the present and the past. And they were having him start a sentence in the present, and then he'd finish it in the past. Yeah. And then he would have another sentence he started in the past, and he would finish it in the present. As Loki is flipping back and forth. Like, he can't control the time slippage that that's happening. And so he just keeps hearing him say the same stuff in the beginning of the past. And what's neat is present OB was like, no, I don't think I have that thing that you're asking for. And then Loki would be in the past talking to OB. And he's like, yes, I can make this thing that you're, that you're asking for. He's like, okay, good. Now hang on to it till I come back for it. He's like, okay. And then in the future or in the present, OB is like, oh, wait a second. Now that I think about it, I think I do have that thing that you were talking about. Because yeah. he had made it in the past, and now he can remember it. Yeah. Because it had just happened to him. So it was really neat the way they were flipping back and forth and yeah, having the past affect that. the present. Cool. And, and OB is played by Short Round. Yeah. From uh, from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark. Yeah. Uh, not Raiders of the Lost Ark. From um, uh, the Temple of Doom. Temple of Doom. And he was also on Goonies. Goonies. And he was also the, the father on... Um, uh, everything, everywhere, and all at once. Which, oh, I gotta watch that movie again. Freaking love that movie. So good. But I'm, I'm really glad to see him getting back into acting. I'm, I'm that, that just, that just warms my heart because he couldn't get a role for a very, very long time to the point where he wasn't working. He was, he didn't get enough work to keep his union health benefits. Yeah. You have to work a certain amount during the year to keep your health benefits. And he lost those a long time ago and never got them back because people weren't hiring him. And then he got hired for everything, everywhere, all at once after 20 years of like never getting And now he's going to show up everywhere. Now he's going to be everywhere. He's going to be in some other Marvel movie before long. Yeah. I, 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 he, he's, just, he's so good. 
He's so good because he he, he kind of plays this little wide-eyed. But to get a a part from nothing and then all of a sudden you're in a part in Marvel, that's pretty big. That's freaking huge. Especially in the Marvel multiverse because you can literally go anywhere. Yep. And he's he's one of those characters that is tied to the TVA. So I'm sure he can probably pop up literally anywhere in the universe since yeah. he's tied to the TVA. He's 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 part of it. He's been there for he doesn't even know how long he's been there. And he's not one of those that they keep wiping his, his memories. Like all the others in the TVA, they wipe their memories occasionally to keep them... Complacent. Yeah, to keep them complacent. But OB knows everything that's going on and remembers everything. So he's, he's going to be a really fun character to see. <clears throat> so I'm looking... And another thing that I'm really looking forward to on Loki, one of the, uh, one of the previews for some of the upcoming shows... Somebody tells Loki, you're a villain. Act like it. And he's like, yeah, I am. And I, I like, I can't wait to see him yeah. flex his little villain muscles again. Because he's <laughs> a villain, you know? I mean, he's kind of a villain like uh, Raymond Reddington is a villain. But, yeah. you know, he's still a villain. What would that be? Like a, a chaotic neutral? <laughs> no, I wouldn't even call him a neutral. Well... <laughs> I mean, he's not a chaotic evil because chaotic evil is is evil all the time. Chaotic good would be good all the time, but a chaotic neutral kind of goes either way, as long as it benefits themselves. Yeah, I guess it could be chaotic like Deadpool. Neutral. Deadpool is a chaotic evil, a chaotic neutral. Oh, okay. Because he does things that benefit himself, but he's he's done good and he's done bad. But he's not doing it because it's good or because it's bad. He's doing it because it benefits himself. Right. And if it just happens to be good and benefits somebody else, well, then that's just what happens. Um, oh. <laughs> Did you turn into a zombie last week? Just for a little while. Not near as long enough, though. Did, did your did your did your injection site where you got the COVID vaccine? Did it like hurt for a minute when the zombie thing went off? No, but it lit up and started beeping. Oh, really? Okay. Did you sound like a truck about to back up? Huh? Did you sound like a truck about to for back a, for up? a second? Yeah, <laughs> I was like activation, sweet, here we go, and then nothing happened. I was so upset. I was very sad that the zombie the zombie thing didn't work. I was expecting to be a zombie. I mean, come on, how good, how awesome would that be? You don't have to pay bills. You're just worried about eating brains. You don't have to worry about you know you don't have to worry about going to work every day. You don't have to worry about anything. You can just shamble along, uh, eat a brain as you see fit, well, keep shambling. But no, no, I got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah, stupid <laughs> bullshit. Stupid bullshit. <laughs> Speaking of work, guess what happened to me? Uh, you went to work. I did go to work. Huh? But Probably. last week, <sighs> I'm freaking out a little bit. I have an assistant now. Right. And that freaks me out because not only do I have to pay for my seat at work before I start making commission, I have to now pay for my assistant's seat at work before I start making commission. So instead of 4200 that I have to cover before I start making bank, I'm gonna have to cover like fifty six hundred. Right. So that's gonna that's gonna push 
my number higher that I'm going to have to get in order to pay our bills. And you'll do it. You'll be fine. I'll be fine. Oh yeah. But I, I, they kind of the reason that I have the assistant it's it's twofold. Um, number one, it's to free me up to be able to make like phone calls and you know build my book of business and things like that a little bit better. Um, so he can handle the day to day stuff of like booking freight while I'm out looking for new customers. But the second reason that I have a, have uh, an assistant is because it was either that or he was going to get fired. Right. And so, like, I couldn't do that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I couldn't. I, I mean, they kind of put that on me, <laughs> which is kind of shitty. <laughs> but, you know, I have an assistant now. And they want me to start managing people next year. They pulled me in the office the other day and, and wanted me to start managing people. Which means they feel like... Very cool. They feel like I'm a big boy broker now. Well, you are, and you're just going to keep growing. Yeah, I am going to keep growing. I've got I've got some good things coming on the horizon. So, yeah. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it happen. What do you got over there? Well, some interesting facts. Interesting things. One of those did-you-knows. Mm-hmm. Oh, this one was interesting. In 1986, a French woman studied for months and months to learn how to fly a helicopter. Okay. Then she managed to go rent a helicopter. Mm -hmm. Used said helicopter to pick her husband up off the roof of a prison. You know what? Get on with your bad self. Which I thought was neat. <laughs> uh, let's see. What's another one? I said, um, oh, in the Netherlands, okay, mm-hmm. sex is, vi- is viewed as a basic human right. I don't agree with that, but go ahead. Not like as far as like rape and shit like that. That's not what I mean. Okay. Mm-hmm. But the opportunity to have sex is a is a right. Okay. Okay. Like disabled citizens that can't work and stuff like that. They can receive government funds to pay for prostitutes up to 12 times <clears throat> a year. Let me tell you why I have a little bit of a problem with that. Not because the disabled people are paying prostitutes. I support sex workers. Let them do what they want to do. If you want to make money selling yourself, that's no different than what I'm doing for my job. It just happens you're using something a little more, you know, whatever. But anyway, the issue I have with saying that sex is a basic human right is that here in America we have a group of men called incels who believe that women owe them sex. Yeah, this is not the same as that. I know where you're going with that, but that is not that's not saying that women are required to give men sex. But do you see how it could be turned into that? Possibly, yeah. 
somebody tried to find a loophole saying, well, it's my right. It's my right to have sex with this specific woman. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I, I just, I, I understand what they're doing, but I feel like that could be really dangerous in under certain circumstances. Maybe, may, where did you say this is the Netherlands? Netherlands. Maybe the Netherlands has a different type of culture than America does. But these incel bros in America are really freaking scary. Oh, oh we have a cat now, too. Yeah. <laughs> we got her last weekend. And Thomas is currently playing with her. She's playing with a Nerf dart. It's so cute. And she's tried to play with the ferrets, and she plays with the dogs. I got a question for you. Yeah, what's up? What happens if you ever meet Dwayne Johnson and you run your hand down his back? Um, I don't know. You hit rock bottom. <laughs> did that make you feel good it about did. yourself? It did. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> I heard some really good dad jokes the other day, and I wish I had remembered them because it, I think. Oh, whenever I see them on TikTok, I'll take screenshots of them so I don't forget about them. <laughs> um, <laughs> we did an escape room today. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. It really was. So and I'm surprised we actually made it out of the damn thing. Yeah, Parker's birthday was Monday. And we didn't. We weren't able to have a party for him last weekend, um, so we decided to have a party for him this weekend. And we invited a couple of his friends, and one of Aaron's friends came along with us. And we all went to the escape room and tried to get out. And it was an escape room called the Heist. And you walk into the escape room and there's a it, it's it's a bank manager's office right there's a a desk with a typewriter on it um there's a little uh, a little desk in the corner like a little uh, end table in the corner that had a little box on it that had locks all over it the um the drawers on the desk were all locked with various types of locks there was a filing cabinet over in the corner with four drawers, and all four drawers had locks on them. Um, there was another room that you had to get a key for to get into. And, you know, there were some pictures on the walls, and there was this little sconce thing on the wall, and, you know, just, just a bunch of different stuff in the room. And you had to figure out a way to get into the vault and get the money and get out, and you had an hour to do it. And I'm ashamed to say we had to use all three clues, plus a few clues that they gave us because they could see that we were a little frustrated. <laughs> the thing is, the clues that they gave us is shit that we'd already figured out. I know, I know. That's what, that's what was so frustrating about it. But you had to, um, like, decipher a code um, that was in several of the... Of the uh, several of the drawers you had to decipher a code and you had to do some puzzle boxes and you had to um 
figure out how to open this puzzle box to get a key out to get into a new other, another room and it was just it, it was a bunch of stuff and it took us it took us 55 minutes to get out yeah but we did actually get out we we successfully we successfully did the escape room yep got the bank tip manager's secret stash and made it out and that was so much fun <laughs> but let me tell you 15 year old a uh, 14 year old boys who are going through puberty stink to high heaven <laughs> have you walked into parker's room lately we're gonna have to fumigate in there <laughs> those kids kill me so much i walked in there earlier and i was like oh oh my oh my that is spicy <laughs> Oh, I kept trying not to get too near them because I was like, oh, my God. They're such sweet kids, such good boys, but, oh, my God. I just can't be near them. (laughs) And we had cupcakes today. I didn't do a cheese tray because that's not something that Parker really likes. Yeah. But um, we'll probably do a cheese tray again later because that's something that Aaron likes. And, um... Anyway, that was a lot of fun today. It was. And we had a, went this morning, went for a walk out in the woods. Yes. And we both have needed that walk. Yeah. We went, there's a... I enjoyed the quiet. Yeah. And it was very quiet. There, It was windy. It was windy today, which kind of took away from the quiet. But it was still nature. Yeah. And we saw 26 deer. Yeah. Oh, shit, ton of deer. That was crazy. Yeah. It was a lot of deer. And it was so cool because Thomas pointed one out to me. Like, he saw the first deer. And he was like, look, look over there. And so we're both looking at this deer. And as we're looking at this deer that's about, I don't know, 50 yards from us? No, it wasn't that far. 30 Maybe about yards, 30 yards. 30 yards from us. As we're watching this deer, two more just stand up and just kind of... Didn't even know they were there. Had no clue. They, they, they were just in the brush. And they just stood up and just kind of walked off. And then as we're walking down this trail, because when you go down there, we, we were down next to the uh, the big damn bridge, <laughs> which, uh, I'm sorry, that's my favorite place. <laughs> it's the big damn bridge that goes across the Arkansas River, uh, right there in Little Rock. And uh, there's hiking trails and biking trails, and you can take horses and stuff out there, and but it's just all in the woods. And um, so we just, what did we walk, like two miles? Two miles down there? It took us about two hours. It ended up being a little over two miles when we were back. Yeah. So, um, but it was all through the woods, and it's all good trails. One of these days, I want to take the dogs out there and go go for a run, because that was that was a lot of fun. Yeah. And, and I'm that's what I miss doing down at Cameron Park when we were in Waco, because I used to go every weekend. I used to go to Cameron Park and uh, jog out there with, uh, with Dante. And um, I want to take Ditto out there with me. Um, yeah, I, just, I felt comfortable sending you out there by yourself with him. Mm-hmm. Because he would protect you. Yeah. And he did when they when that pit bull came up. Yeah. <laughs> they had an unleashed pit bull, and the damn thing tried to tried to come over and attack me, and Dante grabbed it by the throat. Yeah, damn near killed it. Yeah. I was pretty sure I was about to have to call Thomas and be like, Hey, so Dante just killed a dog. <laughs> 
Well, you scared me because you, you said he just got in a fight with a pit bull and a bulldog. Mm-hmm. And I went, oh, shit. I said, I need to call the vet and try to get him in quick. And your response was, no, they didn't even get a tooth in on him. But he fucked that, bull, they, he fucked that pit bull up. He did. <laughs> because that pit bull didn't even get a tooth on him. Because the first thing Dante did was literally go for the throat. Mm-hmm. He went for that dog's throat and grabbed it. And those people were, like, yelling at me. And I'm like, my dog's on a leash. You're right. the one with the unleashed dogs that are attacking my dogs. Yeah. I've got two leashes on this. Because I had a leash around his collar. And I had a leash on the harness that I had him on. Right. So I had him restrained every every way I could get him restrained. And these dogs are just walking unleashed through the dog park where, where there's a thousand other dogs. And they're attacking people. It's like... Don't don't even try to sit there and make this my fault. Your dog came for me. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. If he would have killed their dog, it would have been their fault. Yeah, it 100% would have. Because I think... Doesn't Waco have a leash law? Yup. Yeah. Hang on, i got to break into my wine. Ooh. You heard about breaking into yours, and I'm almost done with mine. Yeah, I know. Well, I've already had a, a Jamaican me happy. Oh. I'm planning on getting really trashed tonight. Aaron is at homecoming. Ooh. What time are we at? We're at right at an hour. But Aaron is at homecoming. And Parker is having fun with his friends in his room. And I don't have to Playing drive anymore Xbox. tonight. <laughs> Playing Xbox and computer. Yeah. They've got the computer pulled out too. But it's, you ought to you ought to stick your you ought to stick your face in there and take a deep breath. No, it's okay. <laughs> it's ripe in there. I'm telling you, we're gonna have to hose that room down. <laughs> it's horrible. Um, <clears throat> Looking forward. Three more days. Season two of Diablo Four. Looking right. forward to that. Hell yeah. I got something good to pass my time now. Uh, Niantic, who did the Pokemon Go, uh-huh. has a new game out on your phones it's called monster hunter now it's based strict straight off of the monster hunter world games because it's got the same monsters and stuff in it you get the same kind of weapons and like i said it kind of plays like pokemon go it looks just like it you're walking around you have spots to go collect items uh you go fight boss you go fight different monsters uh and it's just like a Attack, 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 dodge when you have to, and then attack again, you know? Mm-hmm. You get stuff from them to upgrade your weapons and your gear and forge new weapons and new gear. and It's pretty cool. I like it. Cool. I think I'm level 19 now. <laughs> well. And I have two friends, by the way. I'm not going to lie. When we were out walking in the forest today in the woods and you were playing that game I was sitting there going he's supposed to be enjoying nature he's not supposed to be fighting monsters I was actually kind of sad I was doing both (laughs) I mean I had my phone tucked away there were several times I stopped just to like take it in yeah but like I had my phone put away the entire time and (laughs) you're back there I can hear the music playing I'm like damn it (laughs) 
long as he's having fun. Hey, I got to attack a lot of <laughs> large monsters and get some good shit today, so shut up. <laughs> well, I don't want to talk too much about politics today, but there's a couple things I want to talk about. Uh, let's see. What do you have? So the I do have one thing that's sort of political. Okay, what's that? Something I saw that kind of made me laugh. What's that? Says women who vote, women voting for Donald Trump is like chickens voting for McNuggets. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and cardboard just sent over something um, oh. from Midas Touch. A visibly confused Donald Trump appears to misread his teleprompter twice in just a couple of seconds, and says that Republicans quote eat their young by opposing him. The teleprompter likely said eat their own. <laughs> this dude is so stupid just like the other day he was talking about something about well, I don't know why why is he why was he ranting or was this a while back he was I just saw it but he was ranting about the wheel and how old the wheel was or how great the wheel was and it's been around for a long time and he said he was comparing it to the wall to wall to the wall Build the wall. Is, this is not something I've heard. And he was talking about how, uh, and he goes, you know, and, and the wheel's been around longer than, and the, you know, now around longer than the walls. Did you know that? Longer than the walls. And the guy, like, cuts into it, and he goes, just in case some of you are going to choose this, to use this in, like, a history class. That's not correct. Okay. <laughs> Cavemen had walls built long before they figured out the wheel. Okay? Walls are here much longer than the wheel. Yeah. He's wrong again. Yeah. He's an idiot. Okay? (laughs) Well, what what kills me is that, you know, Biden will misspeak or he'll say something because he has a stutter and he's trying to compensate for it. Or he'll have something that just kind of doesn't sound right or he you know it's just it's just not quite right or whatever and people just like oh well that's because he's so old he's got dementia he's got all this other stuff trump is what three years younger than biden i think biden is like 80 and trump is like 77 or 78 something along those lines and trump if you listen to him says some of the most dumbest shit and makes some of the most dumbest mistakes and misspeaks all the time. And the only way that you could possibly think that he's not at least as bad as Biden is if you're just refusing to hear him. Yeah. And you've just got this this rose-colored glasses on that everything that Trump does is good. But he makes as many gaffes or more. Okay. Well, the difference is, like you said, when Biden does it, he corrects himself. He does. When Trump does it, he doubles down on it and then starts rambling on about it. Yeah. To try to make it seem like that's what he was meant to say the whole time. The the Palestinian and Israeli thing, I'm not going to comment on because I just I just don't feel like commenting on that. But there's a war going on between Israel and Palestine right now. 
Biden came out and gave a really good speech about supporting Israel and what we need to do as a nation and what we're doing as a country and all this other stuff. And when Trump came out, he made fun of Israel. He talked about how this wouldn't have happened if he'd have been president, if he had been president at the time. He talked about how he can fix it in 24 hours. And I'm sitting here thinking, are you are you people hearing him? <laughs> like honestly, are you listening to what he's saying? Because he's saying the most inane shit that doesn't make sense and is verifiably incorrect. And yet you people are still worshiping at this guy's altar. Well, I still think that the the one thing that's happened that summed up everything the most for me is after when after he won in 2016. It's when he said, "We love the poorly educated. We want what the poorly educated." And it's not the fact that he just said that. Okay, it's the fact that he said it. And these dumb motherfuckers out in the crowd that he was talking about cheered mm-hmm. and clapped. Well, if like, you, how, 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 how stupid are you? If you look at demographic maps on who votes which, which way, <clears throat> the only place that Trump wins is white men who have not gone to college. He has overwhelming support in white men who have not gone to college and white women who have not gone to college. If you look at any other demographic, black women who have not gone to college, black women who have gone to college, black men who have gone to college, white men who have gone to college, anybody who gets an even slightly bit educated, for the most part, does not support Donald Trump. The only people that support him are the poorly educated. Honestly, I mean, that's... That's literally the only people that support him. Just uneducated. And I'm not saying dumb people, because that's not the same thing as uneducated. Just uneducated people. Yeah, but some of them people are fucking dumb. I'm not. I'm not disputing that at all. Oh, speaking of dumb people in politics, our fucking governor. Right. Lectern gate. Podium gate. She's getting audited by the Republican Party. Like, her entire administration is getting audited. How bad can shit be for Republicans to audit anything that another Republican does? I know. But see, if, if you haven't been keeping up with podium gate in Arkansas. <clears throat> Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And we did talk about this on our last podcast. I think I think you're probably right. We I did. think we did. But she purchased a lectern for $19,000. The person she purchased the lectern from does not manufacture lecterns or sell lecterns at all. But she gave this person $19,000. 
around about around about the same time that she gave this person nineteen thousand dollars, they all her uh, Huckabee Sanders, this woman with the lectern, and another woman who had worked for the Trump campaign, all went to France together. And after spending nineteen thousand dollars on a very very bland, boring looking podium that nobody has seen nobody has seen this podium it does not exist they cannot produce the podium they produced a picture of the podium but the shadows are wrong and it looks like it was photoshopped but nobody has seen this thing in person that's because she's got somebody out there right now frankly working on getting her something mm-hmm. yeah because what what we think happened is that she spent this $19,000 to take this vacation to France with two of her friends and four state troopers that she was using as bodyguards, which she's using state funds for bodyguards. Like, you can't do that. And she's been using the, <clears throat> she's been using the uh, state troopers as her personal bodyguards, and you can't do that. Um, but anyway, so she gets back. People file a FOIA request to find out about this podium and this money that she spent. She calls the legislature to a special session to strip FOIA of the ability to see what she's been doing. Right. They end up passing that bill, but they they dilute it down to where it's not everything that she does. It just has to do with her security. We can't see what she's doing as far as her security is concerned. But we can see the other stuff. Because people went ape shit over this. And they're like, no. Are you fucking kidding me? We have to be able to see what you're doing. There has to be some accountability. So they passed that. And then once that passed, the Arkansas Republican Party came in and reimbursed the state for that $19,000 saying, oh, no, we're paying for it. It's not a big deal. It was not state funds. Don't worry about it. So she's hoping that, that people will take their eyes off of this. But so many people have been irritated and wondering what she's been doing with the state funds that the Republican Party of Arkansas has asked for an audit of everything that she's done. I mean, that, that's bad. But from what I understand, she's been doing this since she was in high school when her dad was governor. She's been using state funds for her own personal business. And she's been doing that at her leisure. Mm-hmm. And nobody has said anything to her about it. And so she thinks that she can just do whatever the fuck she wants to do. But I'm sorry, the state is paying attention now. And that corrupt motherfucker can't just do whatever she wants anymore, hopefully. So we'll see. And one other thing before we go. George Santos. I think I told you about this earlier, but we haven't mentioned on the podcast. He was hit with another 10 felony charges relating to credit card fraud and identity theft. Yeah. Because apparently what he did, one of his donors texted him 
his credit card information and said, hey, I want to donate to your campaign. Here's my credit card information. And so George Santos not only made a donation to the campaign, he also hit that credit card for $15,800 and put like a bunch of that money in his own personal checking account. <laughs> and because you can't get a donation for $15,000 from one person because that violates campaign finance rules, he made up a bunch of donors from his own family who gave him a little bit here and there a little bit here and there <laughs> so he is being hit on top of all the charges he already has in federal court for fraud and identity theft and lying to the government and all this other stuff that's that's about to come due he just got hit with 10 more charges for identity theft and credit card fraud because he did this on more than one person and what's interesting to see, you saw his uh, threat, right? What's that? Because there was actually whispers and hushes about Republicans voting him out. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I did see this, but go ahead. And basically said, if you vote me out, I'm taking several of you down with me yeah but here's the thing george santos is a known liar like everybody knows that he lies and everybody knows that he lies about fucking everything we don't even know if george santos is his real legal name i didn't say i was jewish i said i was jew ish exactly so even if he decides to take some people down with him I don't think any of it will stick because everybody's going to be like, well, whatever, he's lying about that too. Yeah. I don't think he, he's, he's not credible at all. He has zero credibility. <clears throat> yep. Did you see that he refused to vote for Steve, Steve Scalise as a House Speaker? Uh-uh. He said that Steve Scalise didn't give him a personal phone call, so clearly... George Santos didn't mean anything to George to Steve Scalise, so therefore he's not going to waste his time in voting for him since he didn't give him a personal phone call. So he's going to vote for anybody but Steve Scalise. Well, Steve Scalise dropped out anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Now Jim Jordan is the only one that's running for uh, for the House right now, but Jim Jordan doesn't have 218 votes. And he's a guy that has not authored a bill. Since he's been in Congress. He's been in Congress for, what, 16 years? And he has never gotten a bill passed. Yep. <laughs> and these people think that he can beat the fucking Speaker? Are you kidding me? Well, I guess they're just looking at the whole... Well, you don't even have to be a member of the House to be a Speaker. Well, Trump said he wants to be Speaker. Or said he was, like, open to the... Open to the... Possibility. Possibility of being Speaker. Right. But he also endorsed Jim Jordan as being speaker. Right. So I really don't know what's going to happen there. So we'll see. This is this. Well, is, that's just because he only said that because he got mad because someone like last minute nominated him, and he got mad saying, "Well, if y'all to 
told people sooner you were going to nominate me, then then you know more people would have had a chance to vote for me. Whatever, dude. So he didn't get very many. He didn't get any other votes, and so that pissed him off. There's actually a rule in the house that if you've been indicted for a felony, you can't serve as and, and like you can't serve in the house. It's the Republican House. They'll do what the fuck they want. Yeah, they'll change that rule if they want Trump up there. Yeah. But honestly, I don't think there's enough moderate Republicans who will vote for Trump. I don't think there is either. That's going to be the challenge of the Republicans right now is to find somebody who the moderates and the MAGAs will vote for. Because right now, it's the moderates against the MAGAs. Yep. And I don't see them resolving that. And that's really, really bad for everybody. Because in 34 days, the government shuts down. And if we don't have a speaker before then, the government shuts down and that's it. Military won't get their pay. USDA won't get their pay. Government employees won't get All their pay. federal positions will not get paid. Exactly. Except, except for, except the, for ones, the Congress. And the, the ones of them that are saying that have declared that their people are essential. Hmm. So they'll still get paid. Hmm. Whatever. They're going to... The, uh, the freaking um, Republicans... Uh, I'm sorry. The freaking House members are... Um, they're not going to forgo their pay. Which I think if a government shuts down, Congress should forgo their pay. Well, that's all just stemming, too, from that first bill they tried to get through to about cutting 8% here, 8% there, 8% here, 8% there, 8% here, 8% there. there. Oh, but we're going to stick us in a pay raise. Yeah. And the Democrats are like, no. (laughs) They basically said, are you fucking kidding me? All right. What is wrong with you people? But yeah. All right. I'm tired of talking about politics. You got anything else before we go? Just watching the cat trying to walk across the dog cage without falling (laughs) in because she's trying to get a closer look at the ferrets. That's so cute. It was cute watching her play with that Nerf dart a second ago. Yeah, it was. She's very curious. I think she's going to be a big cat, too. Have you seen her paws? Yeah, she's got some big old paws. Big paws. Trying to figure out how to get down now. (laughs) She's like, shit, this is way up here. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder what those ferrets would do if she went up there and played with them. I don't know. Because ferrets are basically just long cats. They'd probably get along just fine. I don't know. I'll have to see. All right. Well, I'm calling it for the week. If you want to reach us on the socials, um, you can get me at Cricket Shay. On just about everything. If you can't get me at Cricket Shea, it's at Cricket Shea 1, the number 1. Wait a minute. Why do you get to call it? It has to be a mutual agreement. Are you in mutually agreement? Let me think about it. <laughs> think really long and hard. But think without dead air. Have you I'll, thought about it yet? I will allow you to carry on. Okay. Well, thank you. So You're, you're so sweet. Thank you, sir. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> That's not the kind of relationship we have. (laughs) All right. If you need us, get us on the socials. 
And I guess that's it for this week. You got anything else? I believe that we covered everything I had, so we're doing good. All right. Well, we love you. Bye.